Welcome to Security Rules. This episode is brought to you by Tufin, the providers of Tufin Orchestration Suite, Iris, and Orca. Tufin Solutions enables organizations to segment their network across the physical network, SDN, public cloud, and containers. To learn more, visit tufin.com. All right, everyone, welcome to today's episode of Security Rules. I'm joined by Alexander Boothoff of Tufin Technologies, uh, Solutions Architect, and uh, I think a, a longstanding uh, professional in the networking world. Uh, and Alexander comes with, uh, uh, I think, a number of different professional pedigrees and experiences. And I don't think we necessarily need to get into that. Um, but what I did want to ask you about, Alexander, um, is some of the context uh, you've gained, just given uh, your, your role in speaking with a lot of the larger, uh, maybe more complex organiza- organizations out there, right? So organizations and complex networks. Um Generally speaking, it seems as though they tend to run into commonalities and problems when network efficiencies or, or processes start to break down. And I don't even want to talk about those, but I think what would actually be most interesting um, for a lot of the folks out there to, to learn a little bit more about is uh, kind of what maybe what some of those early warning signs are uh, and how you can kind of um, share that perspective and provide maybe some sort of, of guidance or insight. Uh, that's a very open, very vague question. Um, so, so let's actually take it back to the most rudimentary step, which is um, why do these problems start to begin with? Uh, when I say that, we're talking about management of uh, connectivity via security policies. Mostly, we, we look at uh, the policy that should be in place. And, and from my perspective, it's fine to look at that. It's the technical problem to solve. Mm-hmm. But um, I see there's also a business side of it. There's mm-hmm. a reason why you put policy in place. You, you weaken the security of a company. You just uh, you make a hole in the wall right. to allow that uh, traffic flows to the wall that should protect your organization or environment. So, so in an ideal world, uh, your perspective and I shouldn't say your perspective, but an ideal world from a security perspective is no holes in the wall. Let's keep them up, keep everything contained. Yeah, it's mostly <laughs> extreme views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> no, mass compatible. Obviously, that's not achievable, though, right? Um, yeah, but it's, it's an interesting view of it. If you look into, if you look into a mostly enterprise company mm-hmm. that generates money out of their business, they're more open to let stuff happen, also bad stuff, before preventing that the business is affected and uh, you shut down the network. If you look to the military side of the world, mm-hmm. they don't make money out of it. They are more, have more the view of protecting their assets or resources, whatever. Right. So they are more willing to shut everything down just to make sure nothing bad happens. Yeah. Well, that's basically the two extreme views of it. Yeah. Duality is more in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that that's generally speaking probably the, the commonality and the struggles of most enterprises, right? It's uh, uh, how do we enable the business through the requirements they have without jeopardizing the business by the requirements they have? The problem is the, 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 the firewall or security people have a way of describing or asking for something because mm-hmm. that's the important part for them to do their job. 
So they ask for precise information mm -hmm. to do their job, their task. But if you go to the business side, that's mostly not what they're thinking of. Yeah. They need this hole in the wall to get their business up and running. And their main objective is their business. This is, is, this is a necessary obstacle to get something done. Mm -hmm. And um, what they get asked as information, they mostly cannot provide. They mm -hmm. don't feel comfortable. It's a kind of embarrassment. You don't know what you have to to bring to sure. the people to allow your business and it end up any yeah well <laughs> if that's you don't the know easiest it, way you know any yeah <laughs> and that means a huge huge hole in the wall <laughs> i was gonna say it might be more of like a crater i i, I don't know uh, <laughs> or you just ram the wall away <laughs> yeah you're not drilling you're uh you're exploding uh, yes yeah. but from their perspective it's fine the business works yeah they can generate money or the business flies and it works and that they've achieved their objectives. Yeah. But uh, it is against the objectives of the security guys. They just want to keep the hole as minimal as possible or prevent it totally. Uh, metaphorically speaking, I think it's pretty interesting because I think you're on to something uh, pretty astute there. Because uh, I think when folks are, are looking how their, their environment connects, when you see like in any, any, all, like you know that's, that's a bad one, right? <laughs> that's not good. Well, um, uh, Go ahead. It shouldn't be in reality, but it is. That's, yeah. that's the funny part. It is. It exists. It's real. They make. They make a. They make a firewall to a router. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, it's easy to do that, right? It's much easier to do that than no, to. That's that's power. How strong are you in your organization? Yeah. If the business needs that stuff next Monday morning, up and running, they cannot tell you what to do. And you cannot figure it out over the weekend. And this is the higher priority. Then you make it open. Mostly they say, I will tie it up afterwards if I see the usage. Yeah. And how often do you think they go back and tidy it up you out know, of curiosity? Everybody is busy. Yeah. <laughs> Depending. Now, again, it's ment uh, mentality of the people, how mm -hmm. strong they are in the organization, and how, how they have time to do it. Yeah. They will do it at the end of the day. Yes. There are some tools to help you to do that. But uh, I don't think that's the, the smartest way of doing it. So I was thinking about uh, the, the metaphor you made of kind of putting holes in the wall. And I think in this scenario, wall is security policy, really security itself, the barrier. And uh, as we put holes of access into it, you could put a really big hole into it, which allows a lot of stuff through. Or you could probably have so many little holes, that, you know, like a piece of cardboard that tears, it perforates. Where we're, we're being super defined in, in what we're providing. But uh, over time, we're probably drilling little tiny holes more and more. And over time, maybe that crumbles too, right? It undermines yeah, that's, the structural that's, integrity. It, Not to get too deep in the metaphorical realm. No, no, no. But, uh, that's, that's, that's totally fine. That's, that's, uh, I think that's the biggest problem in the, in the industry right now is there's always a justification in time to make a hole in the wall. Yeah. And it's related to a business. And... But as we know, business is changing, requirements are changing. You, you created this hole with a reason to do, but nobody is really um, reviewing it. Mm -hmm. um, no one's spackling it up after. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, if, the, if, the, if the reason for doing the hole is going away, you normally should get the request, please fix the hole because the reason for the hole is gone. Yeah. So that doesn't happen. That should come from the business side. But the business side has no interest in fixing the whole wall. Yeah. What means that end up at the 
firewall guards that try to establish processes to review rules that there are, or holds, uh, to, uh, to use the metaphor, yeah. um, to review the holes in the wall and provide feedback if it's still needed to have the hole in the wall. Yeah. Coming back to the motivation, if I say yes, it's the least amount of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I say, if I look up to all the different holes, then I have a lot of tasks that I don't benefit from it. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing too is, uh, I, I don't know uh, who you're talking to, but I feel like when I'm speaking to organizations, they're like, yes, we have a lot of policies, but I don't know what they are. Uh, I don't know who requested them and I don't want to remove them because I don't want to break anything. And really what that result <laughs> is of is, uh, uh, yeah, um, they asked for it. I don't really know why. And I'm just going to oh, kind of keep it. The why you get out, you just, uh, as long as you use a proper tool, of course, you have a documentation yeah. for the specific uh, snapshot in time why this whole was done. So you can always prove that. Um, what you said, organizations changing, maybe the responsible people leaving, and you you don't cannot connect or cannot get the right guy to answer you the question. Yeah. Or who even knows who that is, right? Like, I don't know many developers that are like, uh, yeah, I need access, but you know, just for like two hours, just to test something real quick, right? Uh, at least if they have the ability to provide connectivity, uh, we'll connect it and, and we'll figure it out later on. I think, as you said earlier, right? Yeah. Um, there's always you know occasions where you're speaking to. Security teams are like, we like our applications team, we get along well with them, but we don't always necessarily know what they're doing. And sometimes we're going and we're saying, wait, why is this port open to the internet? Why is it open to the service? You, you, you figure that out. You have the documentation. If yeah. you see other tools functionality, you see no usage on it. Yeah. Usage for, for a long time. The logical part would be, yeah, well, disable, remove it. It's not needed anymore. Yeah. But depending again on the power in the organization, the firewall departments seem to be a little bit cautious. They don't want to do that. Yeah. Because if they do something wrong, uh, that can have a big effect. And if it has an effect on the business side of mm -hmm. the organization, the punishment can be brutal. Yeah. And you don't want to get Very punished. Draconian <laughs> assertion, right? Uh, again, I don't know the clients you're, you're speaking with, Alexander, but that, that sounded... Uh, Capital punishment and qualities. I mean, we're talking about termination, right? Uh, no, 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 not necessarily termination. It's, yeah? you know, well, you have a, you have to justify why you did it, and have you done enough research? Have you talked to enough people? Yeah. And you know how it is. You, if management want to blame you, they can because they will find something you haven't done properly or haven't documented or cannot prove it. Yeah. So um, again, people don't have big motivation to go this path. I mean, they, they may highlight it, they may create a report, but taking action is something else. Yeah. So actually, I, I think that brings us to the next point. So I think what we're talking about is kind of a, a cultural acceptance or tolerance, um, and then the, the kind of uh, output of that, the, the problematic where there's security gaps, there, there's uh, over-permissive policies, there, there's a scenario that puts the company at risk. Uh, and I think what I uh, kind of got to earlier and I think be kind of interesting for other folks to learn about is, uh, do you see like commonalities of when the, there, there's the same grouping of holes in the wall, we'll say, or there's like a, a commonality in how they've been maintaining 
uh, policy, their wall. Do you, do you see companies kind of falling in the same thing that create problems that necessitate hmm. intervention? Uh, every company, and that's uh, that's what I wanna. This basically what's my point. Yeah. Um, the way of of justifying and reviewing uh, the holes in the wall sh- must change. You have to bring more context to the policy change. You have right. to have the business related context to it. And it constantly monitored, constantly justified, and constantly documented if it is needed or not. Because the requesters for those changes, for the holds, they're the only people that can tell you if it is needed or not. And they should be responsible for that. They should justify it on a regular basis. They should be uh, responsible if they decommission a service that this related in the necessary changes in the environment to remove holes in the wall. The, in our dynamic world, where you just uh, you just decommission a service, the, the used IP address go back to the pool and will be reassigned to a different service, and mm-hmm. they will inherit the holes on the wall because the holes are related to IP address mostly. Yeah, that's great. You know, just provide the access of yesteryear to to the modern day yes. as things spin up. That, that is that is a common problem, right? I mean, that yes. that, that is a, a a real issue, I think, for a lot of organizations because there is a, generally speaking, finite amount of uh, IP addresses if we're in the IPv4 world, uh, and not everyone. IPv6 is, in, is much worse. Yeah, yeah. So there's not necessarily like a, a resolution there. It, we do see people adopt, I think, solutions like uh, maybe like IPAMs or something like that to try to better group these things, or after reusing IPs, they're entering them into different zones. But um, you know, to your point, uh, you know, uh, if you're not changing the policies as your infrastructure is changing, uh, you're just going to retain the risks of yesteryear uh, and the changes you're making tomorrow, right? Yes, it's going back, um, building a solution than having a tool. Yeah. You have to integrate it and process as organization. The process from the business side defines what is needed or not. If you said IPEM, for example, you have a lot of changes in IPEM system and they're mainly driven, again, by uh, business drivers, yeah. services. And if you uh, can hook up those systems and, and use a, a trigger to trigger changes, mm-hmm. for example, then you can automatically clean up policies. Because there's a decision taken that an IP address, if we take the example IPAM, mm-hmm. is no longer related to a service. And if it is no longer related to a service, this is free available in the pool, there is no justification from my point of view that there is a policy in place that allow access from or to this IP address. Yeah. So we kind of just mentioned, uh, I think one solution we see some of, uh, you know, the larger companies implement, try, try to get around it. Um, are, are there any things you see, uh, you know, the folks you're working with on a daily basis that you say, wow, hey, these guys are actually doing it really well, clever ideas? Yeah. Um, the, the, to be honest, it uh, depends um, a lot, I would say, on the maturity of, of the organization. But my experience is all big organizations have the need to document the requirements of their services mm-hmm. um, to be able, as we talked about before, that there are changes in the organization, different people are responsible for changing roles in the organization, and they have to hand over documentation. Otherwise, if you inherit something, you have no clue what it is, and it's hard to manage and maintain it. And I see... Uh, big need 
for those organizations to have um, to have a solution to help the business side to 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 manage the life cycle of uh, a service. Yeah. Do you think that's kind of challenging the status quo where we say, hey, we're just going to kind of keep going as we do, which is adding access, where we're saying what we really need to do is actually understand how our network connects and really the reasons why. So that way we can have the best curated and defined and maintained wall. Or That was uh, the focus all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's, that's a necessity. We have to get that, otherwise the business will not fly. So the industry has focused on creating access. Yeah. But Innos has not focused on removing access, yeah. justifying access. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, that's, there's, there's a lot of opportunity to address this problem. Yeah. If you, if you want to be agile and spin up, spin down services, you have to take also care of the remove access side. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, at some point there's some sort of, uh, uh, I think, tipping point, right? And it's not always necessarily like a significant breach or problem, but uh, you see something that happened and you're like, oh, that actually really shouldn't have happened, right? That was kind of like a, a security 101 thing, right? You're talking about the any any rule, right? Like, why did the we rule, have that in place I, I saw it, but it doesn't happen that often. I mean, that's, that's our joke. We just mentioned it because everybody knows that. That's, yeah. the, that's the initial answer you get from, from the business. Just make it happen. Yeah. Any, any, just allow it. Yeah. Uh, but the, the people do that job. They want to do that job good. Yeah. And they will fight back to a point. Again, it's always power in an organization. Who has the power to overrule the other uh, department? Yeah. Uh, Who do you think is winning right now, actually? If you were to take a temperature, uh, I mean, I think most of the... the, I think the the security world is losing badly. Why is that? Because if you you go into the cloud Mm -hmm. and you are the developer or the the application guy, you own the whole stack. Mm -hmm. You own everything from networking, security, storage, compute. You have everything. Mm -hmm. And you you just apply what you need. Yeah. And it will be in place. And if we have the security mindset as we rebuild this new network. Yeah, the mindset is mostly, the business side doesn't have the mindset of high security. I don't want to blame uh, business people. They, of course, they want to do their job great too. Yeah. But they have, uh, they, have a, they have a hard schedule. They have to be online. They have to create a revenue for the company. And uh, if this is your target, then... <laughs> you adjust your priorities. You want to reach your target in time. And security yeah. is most, we do it later. <laughs> yeah. Let's just develop it, get it up and running, and then we look at the security. But normally if you design something in a system, you should have security in mind if you start designing it. Otherwise, yeah. it will be hard to patch security onto the outside, a band-aid around it yeah. to fix it. So, so to that point, uh, you know, obviously there is, a, I think the buzzword is digital transformation. Um, I'm not necessarily a big fan of that term, but we'll say cloud adoption, right? Which I think includes perhaps like the infrastructure management by a different team that may not necessarily have security as a priority as security does. Um, But as you interact with organizations and and kind of thinking about what you just said, um, how do you think security can kind of get back uh, into the table in that realm? Is there... Are they inserting? Are they coaching? Are they leading, liaising? 
they're, they're catching up, uh, I would say, at the moment. So as you said, digital transformation, yeah. they, their role is transforming and they're losing the control uh, of the policy, so to speak. And that was their, their, their power, their leverage in the organization. Mm-hmm. If you don't get the hole in the wall, your application is not running. So they have to provide information to those guys, but mm-hmm. now they are out of the equation. So it is not under their control anymore. And I yeah. doubt they will get this hard leverage back. So I, I guess they have to find smarter ways to secure uh, an application, a service, uh, to make sure that uh, security is not falling uh, off the cliff uh, yeah. in this whole process. I, I think we're seeing that too, right? I, I do think we, we start to see some degree of uh, acknowledgement by security that things have been unfolding outside of their, their purview uh, and they need to jump in, but they can't jump in like they used to. Yeah. Uh, as you said, like bending around it or, or, or throwing themselves in. It's more so uh, how do we almost coach these guys up uh, in a way and also, you know, provide them incremental uh, value by trying to provide that guidance without trying to, like, break down the system that, that's already constructed. Yeah, I would say that it's shifting more guidance, provide guidance to the business or to the application side, not to find the exact hole in the wall, mm-hmm. design the, the rails, yeah, guardrails. Guardrails. Yeah. Um, what is acceptable from the security perspective to be compliant uh, with security and enable them to be agile. That's the reason why they go yeah. basically into a cloud, for example. It's everything is so fast. Everything is immediately, instantly there. And uh, I think this is more the, the more providing guidance, having setting the right guidelines mm-hmm. um, or what do you say, railguards? Railguards? Yeah. Uh, and that's, I guess, it's more the role in, uh, co- more coaching role than uh, blocking, preventing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I'm seeing that too, right? When, I, when I'm talking to IT security and uh, they're basically trying to figure out uh, how can we step back in? How can we either extend the tools we have to provide them benefit while also kind of regaining visibility that we, we've since lost? Because um, I think every time there's like a new technology that, that comes out uh, for, you know, the network, whether that be the cloud or, or you know, more recently containers, um, security kind of has to catch up because that stuff develops so quickly and we're used to securing the prior network. And it's not to say that the new things actually fundamentally function differently in the context of, of security processes. But uh, we have new techniques, new tools, new languages, new approaches. Uh, and and it, I think we're at an interesting point of acclimation where uh, security is acknowledged. Uh, we're probably in a, a gap right now uh, in our ability to actually fulfill that uh, requirement we have. But we now have a heading on who will be doing the security, who needs to show them how to do the security, and how do we enable them to do it? Because security, at the end of the day, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, uh, Security has to enable the business. Yes. And the reason for security is to secure the business at the end of the day. Yeah. If, so. if, you, have an, if you have a big revenue machine and uh, it's taken over or destroyed because it was not secured enough, then you're losing a lot of revenue. Yeah. So it is, it's a balance of uh, two sides of it. 
It's interesting because I feel like every time I see marketing uh, come out on security, everyone's got a photon tank that fires uh, bandwidth beams to assassinate <laughs> nation state actors, right? Uh, it, reality is, it, you know, it, security forms the function of, uh, you know, delivering uh, business connectivity without impeding it, uh, trying to balance the risk of it all, right? And I think if you approach it that way, uh, we're, we're trying to keep the walls up and uh, the holes small. So we have as little things coming through uh, and only that which is necessary, right? Yeah, and as you said before, they, they must basically adopt to the new world and the new way of uh, designing uh, this, be part of the process of doing it. And uh, I, I guess, uh, I don't want to blame them, but it's more like there, there is a shift. We have, to, we, have to, uh, we have to accept that the business is driving uh, it's the reason why you created the business is driving is the, the premonitory factor to do that. And maybe you have to be more customer friendly, improve your service, that, yeah, that your customers are more easy, easily can, can provide the right information. Don't force them directly to do it. Well, help them, guide them, and then uh, be relevant to improve the security of the application, be part of the development of the application. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's important across the way, right? Whether you're internal security and you're talking to uh, you know, employees in the company that aren't security-minded, you want them to feel okay talking to you about, I click something and I put my credentials and I don't think it was a good thing I did, right? <laughs> like that is really important for them to let you know about because it doesn't matter how many tools you have, you're not gonna be able to, to find everything. And I think the same can be said for um, you know, what the, the current changes we see afoot too, where security has to not necessarily be that, um, you know, uh, crosswalk cop that says, no, 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 you may not cross. It's uh, more so, hey, let me show you how to get across the street safely. There's a couple of things you're going to want to keep in mind. Yeah, that's, uh, as everyone that want to automate it, if, if, if they're on a development process, then let's, then let's watch them. Let's see what kind of connections they have. Let's learn what the application needs to be set up properly. And if they move to a, to a production stage, the application should act in a similar way. And we have uh, gathered the information and we can help them to make the policy design because we understood in the development process how this application will behave and what is necessary for it to work. It much makes it much easier and you, you can automate it basically uh, to create the policy that is needed. And if you couple them, if, if they are tied together, so the policy is tied to the application, and if the application um, get to a new version, the policy gets to a new version. If the application gets decommissioned, the policy gets decommissioned. So you have that coupled, and then you have basically, uh, you have a policy that is moving with the application. Yeah, I, I think what you did is a very good job of describing shift left. Where, where that's like normally something that's dismissively noted. Uh, but I, I think that that captures the essence of it. And I do think it's important, right? We're, we're seeing organizations be successful with that. Um, so with that being said, uh, Alexander, it was uh, very nice to have you on uh, this podcast of Security Rules. Appreciate the time, uh, contributions, considerations, and thoughts, too. Uh, Thank you for having me. Anytime. We look forward to the next time. Thank you, Alexander. This episode is brought to you by Tufin, the providers of Tufin Orchestration Suite, Iris, and Orca. Tufin Solutions enables organizations to segment their network across the physical network, SDN, public cloud, and containers. To learn more, visit tufin.com.